Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Russell in the Coconut Groves by Harindran Collinkeel. Devu sits on the veranda floor, listening to her husband blowing a conch shell, a ritual that follows his evening prayers. He keeps the door of his puyo room closed. Nevertheless, the sound finds its way out. His escapades, too, no matter how he strives to conceal them, stumble into her radar's periphery. She grabs a fistful of roasted mussels from a plate by her side and thrusts it into her mouth, relishing the mollusk's irresistible aroma. Her village, nestled on the Arabian Sea's shore, abounds with mussels and conches. She craves for exotic mollusks, a uniqueness of Malabar, the northern part of God's own country. She visualizes him, standing before the caged pictures of deities, cheeks ballooned, balls constricted, devotion flowing ardently into an age-old vacant shell of a mollusk. She doesn't want to stand between him and those gods he escapes to. Instead, she prefers to enjoy the savory flavors of her countryside in her mouth. Muscles' juicy flesh laced with black pepper's tang and coconut oil's fragrance. She doesn't suppress the noises of her gluttonous craving. Bad manners, her husband keeps admonishing. The smell of burning incense sticks and camphor filters through the door. The conch's lament ends. Chanting of hymns and jingle of bells begin. As she tries to focus on the chants, to discern their meaning, Sounds from a clearing throat distract her. Canaan, a laborer, who taps toddy from their coconut plantation, stands in the courtyard holding a pot. Ma'am, here's your evening toddy. He places the pot on the veranda floor and steps back. Why don't you fetch a glass from the kitchen and pour it for me? Smiling, she gazes at his scrawny figure. Canaan stands silent, eyes downcast. Didn't you hear me? Divu recognizes the hint of aggression in her voice, her first expression of emotion toward the working class. Her husband's household has conditioned her to remain impassive to the men and women who toil for them. The master would kill me, ma'am, if I so much as wished to enter the veranda, he says without looking at her. Divu takes hold of the pot and peeks inside, inhaling a musky fragrance as bubbles break on the surface of coconut palms frothing nectar. Ah, Kanan, she says. I'm enthralled, but this isn't much. She doesn't bother to collect the tail of her sari slipping from her shoulder as she raises her arms to pour the toddy into her mouth. Master told I reduce the quantity I bring you, he says, stealing a glance towards her. Said, you're gaining weight. He withdraws his eyes when she notices that he's oogling at her exposed cleavage. Yeah, he's right. Divu puts the pot down, runs a hand along her flabby midriff and laughs. You know, I envy your wife's contours. Her firm breasts. 
Kanan blinks. His dusky skin grows darker, as if rain clouds hovering in the sky have cast a spell of gloom over his face. Prayers finish. Bells cease jingling. Kanan vanishes from the courtyard, seeking refuge in the palm grove. Divu wraps the tail of her sari around her shoulders. Thick clouds of aromatic smoke burst out as the door swings open and her husband emerges, silk dotty rustling as fluid thigh muscles ripple into the fine garment. He pauses in front of her, naked feet almost touching her plate. Risky indulgences, he mumbles. She belches, snatches another handful of muscles. Too good to ignore. Why do you have to sit on the floor? He asks, smirking. They taste the same, she says, no matter where I choose to sit. You're getting heavier on toddy, too. He coughs, spits phlegm into the courtyard and smacks his lips. Life encompasses more than eating and drinking. Divu gobbles the muscles, picks up the pot, and leisurely pours more toddy into her mouth. Nectar froths its way down her throat, releases a surge of elation in her veins. You mean, like exploiting others' inability to resist? To react? she asks. Divu perceives Kanan's thin frame, hiding behind dark shadows of coconut palms, straining his neck, training his ears to steal glimpses into his master's secrets. Her husband stares at her. What do you mean? She empties the pot on her head. Toddy cascades down her cheeks, over her cotton sari, seeps through her blouse. Kanan and I refuse to act. Your power overrides his wife's resistance. Divu licks a drop of toddy, trailing down the corner of her mouth. Let's stop this. There's no point in talking to you. He walks toward the bedroom. She holds him by the ankle. Fear for the master makes Kanan recoil from my proximity, she says. Your understanding of his fear draws you closer to his wife. Oh, God, this is ridiculous. He wiggles his leg free. Divu senses a tornado build up before she sees coconut palm fronds churn and twist skywards. She hears Kanan's anger rustle dry leaves in the grove. A gust lashes through the courtyard. Scraggy legs gain strength and storm onto the veranda. This has been Russell in the Coconut Groves, written by Harindran Kalankiel. Manawaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manawaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
the next installment of Flash Fiction Podcast. It's true, there's some latitude during the operation. Her bones could be softened and lengthened. Some surgeons will shave off more than the recommended percentage of fat and muscle before reattaching the arteries and remaining tendons to the new body. 